Monday, April 23rd. Welcome, everybody. Time for Fantasy Week 4. CBSSports.com Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Monday shows are tough. We have so much to talk about from the weekend, including a perfect game. You guys ready for the stat of the day? Yeah, I'm ready. always. Here it comes. The seventh former Met. Philip Umber was the seventh former Met to throw a no-hitter, and the Mets, of course, have never had one. Mets and Padres, the only two teams without a no-hitter in their history. There's your stat of the day. That sounds like a Yankee fan stat. No, I've heard no. one, yeah. I think it's pretty interesting. Nobody can throw one in a Mets uniform, but you leave there and you throw them. Uh, Nolan Ryan, Hideki Nomo, or Hideo Hideki. Nomo, <laughs> Hideo Nomo uh, Dwight Gooden were the three that I remember uh, of the other six. Anyway, we'll talk about Umber. We'll look at the waiver wire. We'll give you some struggling starting pitchers, our thoughts on those guys. Is it Trevor Bauer time in Arizona? Is Daniel Bard? Going to be a closer soon, and we've got a lot of injuries to tell you about. Guys, let's start out talking about Philip Umber. Scott, what would you think of Umber, and are you rushing to pick him up? I am not rushing to pick him up because I feel like Phil Umber throwing a perfect game is almost as ridiculously unexpected as <laughs> Armando Galarraga throwing a perfect <laughs> game. I, I feel like Umber can at least be a useful pitcher. He was in the first half last year, but... The upside is clearly lacking with him. He's a, he's, a, he's a hittable pitcher. He doesn't record strikeouts. You know, he'll give you some solid innings. He happened to, he happened to, you know, achieve perfection this one day. But it's it's not uh, his stuff. I I feel like it was just a fluky thing more than a matter of his stuff. I'm not as down on him as you are. I guess I don't know if it's it's he's not a terrible pitcher. Uh, right. We've seen you know we've seen him do what he can do. It just seems like. This year he's he's been better, I guess, than usual. Well, and it's sometimes two starts, you, and, we, and one was pretty, and one was perfect. One was perfect. One was pretty, you know, not bad, but not good either. I just I like to give these guys with new pitching coaches and new, you know, Don Cooper has has proven he's a good pitching coach before. I guess maybe he just found something in the way that you know Philip Humber could be. I'm just saying, don't don't overreact. I'm saying what Scott's saying. Don't overreact. Don't run out and pick up Philip Humber. But also, don't. I don't know if I'm ready to group him exactly with Armando Galarraga just yet. No, no. He's. The, I, I said the next closest thing to Armando. I, I don't want to go too far the other way either. Umber, it, Umber can be useful, but Bronson Arroyo can be useful. You know, Randy Wolf can be useful. Jason Vargas can be useful. They, I don't exactly yeah. want them on my fantasy team, and unless they just happen to be the best of what's available. I feel like higher upside guys who perform well to start the season, like a Jake Arrieta, you know, certainly like a Bartolo Colon or, or Mike Miner, uh, I'm definitely going to go for them before I go for Mr. Perfection here. That's my sentiment. I dropped Brian Mattis for Umber. And that's, I, I think that's fine. I think Mattis has more upside than Umber, but nobody's going to rush the waiver wire to jump <laughs> Mattis right now. So you can kind of hide him for there. You can kind of hide him there for right. now until he, you know, unle- until yeah. he eventually does something better. Well, I- Mattis has been terrible, and he's one of the pitchers I wanted to ask you about in terms of how concerned you are about uh, these struggling starters. Mattis is 0-3 with a 7-9-80 ERA. 12 straight losses, but don't worry, Nido. He's nowhere near Anthony Young. <laughs> 27 in a row for Anthony Young. I love it. The Get the people 90s. to email. Who was the guy on the other side? I think it was Bob Wickman. 
Who was a starter on the other side? Uh, you know, the, the Anthony Young was doing so badly for the Mets. Someone was doing amazing for the Yankees. I, I'm pretty sure it's not Bob Wickman, but it was a Wickman-esque kind of name, and I can't remember who it was. He'd won like 10 in a row the same time Anthony Young was Scott losing like 12. Scott Kamenicki. That was it. Was it I think it was Scott Kamenicki. Right. <laughs> okay. <we got> <laughs> Azer. Yeah. I love it. Yankee knowledge. All right. Uh, <laughs> on to these starters here. Scott shakes his head. Clay Buckholtz, uh, he has been terrible. His ERA is 9 and he's been bad against Detroit, Tampa Bay, and the Yankees. Would you drop him for Philip Umber? No. No. Not ready to pull the pull the plug. Not ready on Buck Holtz. And, and I have well, you're about we're about to mention Francisco Liriano. Yeah, go ahead, Liriano. I, I have pulled the plug on, on Liriano in a few leagues because I feel like I, I kind of feel like that's the line between a Buck Holtz and a Liriano where if you if you if a guy's doing so terrible you you can drop him and you don't have to worry about anybody else picking him up. I think Buckholz is on just on the other side of that line from Liriano where if you if you drop Buckholz because his value was high enough coming into the season, somebody's definitely going to pick him up and if he does turn it around, which is still plenty likely, uh then you'll be very sad. Okay. Um, but you're okay dropping Liriano. I, Nando, would yeah. you drop Liriano at this point? I'm dropping him to my bench. I haven't released him just yet. Um, I keep, I keep, you know, on one shoulder's the guy saying, get rid of him, he sucks. On the other <laughs> shoulder's the guy saying, remember Javier Vasquez last year when he just, you know, twisted his hip a little more and became okay. this ridiculous MVP-style pitcher in the second half? Can you drop Hector Noessi? I hate to I hate to do it, but I think so. <laughs> okay. Mike Leak, are you guys worried about him? Is his, his rotation spot in jeopardy? He's been bad. I I don't think his rotation spots in jeopardy yet. Uh, again, I I've seen no reason to hold on to him. I've cut him in a few leagues. Nobody else has picked him up. I, I guess this is kind of my overarching sentiment for all of these guys. They all still have upside. They all could still turn it around. I, I'm not I'm not here ready to say any of them is just bad. But it, it's a matter of how how to maximize your roster space. And and right now I feel like with the exception of Buckholtz. In a standard mixed league, holding on to these guys isn't the best use of your roster space because there's a lot of other pitchers who are doing well and, and who also have upside uh, available out there. Uh, Rick Porcello, Nando, what do you think about him? Would you would you roster him in a standard mixed league? Yeah, you know, the thing about Porcello is, um, and now I can't remember for the life of me who he was going against when he got shelled. Scott Kamenicki? Yeah, Scott Kamenicki. He was going <laughs> against Bob Wick. I know. Rock no, Porcello Texas. faced Texas. Um, his career ERA against Texas in a, in, a, in a decently large sample size was terrible. And, you know, but before that, he was having a decent season. Maybe it's just a thing he has with Texas, the same way we're talking about Ivana Gallardo and St. Louis in right. his first outing. Um, I got to kind of give him the benefit of the doubt. Out of all these guys we talked about, you know, Matt Liriano, Noesi, Leak, uh, I think Porcello is the one who I'd you know, have on my team out of all of them if you ask me to pick one up right now. All right, let's break out the 1 through 10. I'm very concerned scale here and talk about Justin Masterson because he has not been very good. Nando, where is he on a scale of 1 through 10? How concerned are you? Uh, 10's most concerned? Yeah. yeah. 7. Really? Yeah, you know what? Because he's got kind of a funky delivery, and if he's hiding some kind of injury, maybe some, maybe he's got a little shoulder inflammation or something that's bugging him. <laughs> I always go towards the injury you because well, because i got no other way to explain it. I mean, everything else is pretty much the same. Except he's not doing well. All right, so it's a seven for Nando. Scott? Uh, that might be about right for me, too. Because with Masterson, a lot of people lost faith into him coming into this season just the way he finished last season, which I think it was like a 550 ERA over his last seven starts, something like that. Uh, really ran out of gas. And, and I thought that was it. He just ran out of gas because he would pitch so many more innings than he was used to. 
but um, obviously these struggles, I think, is it? It's three. He had a great start to open the season. Mm -hmm. I think three really crummy starts, and, and he's. I kind of lean toward putting him in the Buckholz side over the Liriano Matas side right now, and that I wouldn't be willing to drop M Masterson yet. But, um, but yeah. I, I don't know. I, I honestly haven't had to make that decision because I don't own him in any leagues. I, I think I would be. I think I'd be willing to hold on to him at, at least for one more start, even, even if I did see uh, an attractive alternative on the waiver wire let's go three up three down and rotation now and, and you know three up the first two guys they're obvious they're great players but i just want to get your thoughts on them and uh, how you think they'll do the rest of the season what you do if you own them right now josh hamilton hitting 418 with seven home runs and 17 rbis if you were a hamilton owner what would you do right now uh, stay the course if, if there's anyone in major league baseball i think you could hit 400 it's, it's josh hamilton He's not going to hit 400. I know he's not going to hit 400, <laughs> but I mean, if it, we're looking at these guys like that, and he's at 418, and you know, he's the kind of guy who can in 125 you know games. He's going to get hurt. Yeah. So, are you know, do, are you going to try to sell high or just hold on to him? No, nah, you know, Hamilton in 125 is almost as good as a lot of these guys in 160. I, again, it depends on who I'm getting back, but I've always liked that, that Hamilton in a shorter season puts up similar numbers to people in longer seasons. Scott, if we were redrafting today, would Matt Kemp be number one overall for you? Based on what we've seen, he's three up number two today. Hmm. <laughs> I have a hard time saying no. I don't. I I don't like to change that much this early in the season about my coming into the season opinions. But uh, you know, he was he was a candidate to begin the season, and clearly, of all those candidates, he's far and away been the best. And it's hard to have any doubts about him whatsoever. You know, maybe some people thought he might have overachieved last year. It's hard to say that now. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think I, I probably would say he'd be the number one guy. Nando? Well, I would have taken Cabrera first and gotten Hamilton in the second round. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But he was one of those. It's not like Kemp came out of nowhere. You know, it's not like you're asking if Hamilton was the number, should be the number one overall. No, no. Kemp was. He was in that top six that we were always shuffling back and forth. His slugging percentage right now is 967. If you were going to try to trade Matt Kemp right now, what would you ask for? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd ask for Troy Tulowitzki and Albert. No, not really. Um, what about like uh, first? Pretty probably pretty much the guy's first and second rounder that you were trading with, and a throw-in, and a throw-in. Yeah, maybe. Wow, you're so greedy. I do Pujols and Buckholz, for instance. Pujols and Buckholz. Well, no, I was yeah. saying first and second round. Oh, I was, really? So I was asking for more than you were. Yeah. Maybe maybe first and third. I mean, it depends who the specific player is. Like, uh, would you give up Pujols and uh, Weaver? For Kemp, no, I would gladly I, take those two. Right, I would take it. I, I wouldn't give it up. I don't think anyone would. Do I, that. I don't think. I don't. I don't know about that. I think people I, are so gaga over Matt Kemp right now that's and and so it, down on Albert Pujols. Yeah, no, I think it's possible. That's what I'm saying. I, I would. I, I so I guess that means I even though I'm saying Kemp is the number one player now, I guess I would be more likely to sell him than to be the guy to overpay to trade for him. Right. If if the price tag is is legitimately that high, and I think if you're a Kemp owner, that's that's what you should be pushing the price tag toward because he's the best player in fantasy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, three up number three. <laughs> this is a little bit of a departure from Josh Hamilton and Matt Kemp. <laughs> Cubs backup catcher Steve Clevenger. He's 10 for 18. And Giovanni Soto has been really bad. Do we see anything developing there? No. Okay. We don't. And I think if anything did develop, it would be Wellington Castillo 
I think that's the last <laughs> in the minors for the Cubs. Uh, a pretty decent prospect, has some good pop. If Soto was to lose his job, it would be more likely to him, but I'm, I don't think the Cubs are near that point yet. Albert Pujols is three down, number one. One through ten. How worried? Uh, one. Really? Maybe one and a half. Scott? Uh, yeah, probably. If not one, then zero. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm waiting for him to get hot, but he is just killing me in one of my leagues right now. Uh, well, you know, the thing is, what's he batting right now? It's not like he's he's in the 100s. It's, no. I think he's like he's 260. Been, 260. Yeah, he's been, he has there, no home runs. There's there's stu- other studs off to worse starts than Pujols. I think just because it's Pujols, everybody's like. Yeah. Well, it is the longest home run out to start a season in his career. He's the kind of guy who can, you know, three weeks from now, he'll be like, oh, Albert Pujols is home for his 11th straight game. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm not worried about it, because that's what Albert Pujols does. <laughs> that would be a record. So let's go for that. <laughs> Ryan Braun, three down, number two. He's two for 20 on the Brewers' homestand. He's hitting 255, two home runs, seven RBIs, three steals. Scott, you were slightly concerned about him coming into this season. How are you feeling right now? Um, you know, slightly, maybe like very, very slight coming into the season. And I'm still really on that low, 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 low end of concern. I, I'm to the point that I'm, I'm – I'm willing to say I'm not concerned because I think the majority of people are going to be more concerned than I am. Right. Um, I feel like Braun, the homers and the steals so far are exactly, are, are pretty much exactly what you hope for. The batting average a little low, but you look at his percentages, they're still good percentages. That, you know, maybe dragged down a bit by the low batting average, but just, just early season. Yeah. You know, fluctuation. Yeah. You know. All right. <laughs> three worried. down. No. no Definitely good point on Braun. Uh, three down number three is John Axford, who has been struggling, and his his ERA Nando's over seven. That is that is pretty bad, <laughs> and I mean it's it's even worse because Francisco Rodriguez K Rod, right behind him. Yeah, I mean it's kind of you, you spent eight million dollars on Francisco Rodriguez for a reason, and I think that's you know either the John Axford implosion or the the idea that you're going to be very strong in middle relief. So I don't know, but then again K Rod's ERA is like at six, I think too. So okay, to be fair. Uh, Early season fluctuate. No, I, I am a little more concerned about Axford than Braun, but uh, yeah, not to the point I'm making what roster moves based on it. Fair enough. Rotation time. Kyle Loesch is still awesome. His ERA is just under one. Are you buying into it yet? Yeah, I think so. I mean, not a 0.69 ERA for the season, but yeah, I think Loesch is, is caught on to something. I don't know what, but I think when all's said and done, he's going to be more in the Umber category, and he's a lot more owned than Umber right now. He's yeah. he's eighty eight percent owned. Who would um, you rather have? Well, considering it is several starts in a row, it's hard to say. I, I if somebody cut Lose, I wouldn't pick him up, but uh, certainly like Mike Miner, Chris Sale, um, guys who I really feel like could become genuine top 20 options or 25 options in fantasy. I, I don't think Loesch can be. I, I just don't think the upside's there. I'm kind of digging Ross Detweiler right now. How you feeling about him? He's 2-0. and His ERA is 0-5-6. He's Look, he's got that former number one pick. There's talent there. It's not like you know he's, he's a... <laughs> 25th round pick who you've never heard of. No, and he's gigantic. And he's and you know what? The the Nationals dropped John Lannon who was making what like 6 million dollars a year, 8 million dollars, something crazy like that yeah, whatever it was. to the minors for Ross Detweiler who the last few years just been like this this reliever, middle reliever kind of guy. They they obviously saw something. They've been so emphatic about Goody how good he can be even though nobody's been seeing it. 
We're um, seeing it now. Yeah, we are seeing it now. I Who's picking him up? I haven't picked him up yet, but you know, one more good start and he's going to be right in that that uh that discussion with Jake Arietta. Would you drop Liriano for Detweiler? I might do that. At this point, I might do that. Liriano's so frustrating. And like Scott said, I don't think someone's going to pick him up if you let him out there. It's like the chic thing now to not pick up Francisco Liriano. <laughs> <laughs> Would you? We're we're up on all the fantasy baseball trends. Yeah. <laughs> not picking up Francisco Liriano is a new black. Would you? Uh, <laughs> Would you drop Buckholtz for uh, Detweiler? I wouldn't do that. AJ Burnett, Burnett or Detweiler? Burnett. Burnett. Yeah. He says that though. He's sexy. He was great. He's sexy with those strikeouts. <laughs> I think I, I think uh, Detweiler. I think Detweiler just because Burnett has been so bad the last couple of years. He's getting older. I know he's in the National League, but I I kind of would rather bank on the unknown with Detweiler because I feel like what we know about Burnett, for the most part, isn't so encouraging. Rotation spot number four is Joe Saunders. Another good start for him. He's owning thirty percent of leagues, one and one with a one point two nine ERA. All right, Burnett or De- or uh, Saunders? Burnett. Saunders had his ridiculous uh, track record against Atlanta. I think a sub-1 ERA. Oh, Granted, yeah. it's only like 14 innings before this start, but uh, he's like the anti-Porcello. Still not really buying him? Not really. Uh, he's he's another Humber. Uh, Humber, sorry. <laughs> Bronson Arroyo. That's okay. the kind of pitcher he is, but he's left-handed. <laughs> and what do you think Drew Pomerantz owners should do? Because he hasn't really been so great so far. And we were hoping for a little more out of Mr. Pomerantz. What would you do? I mean, standard mixed league, is he still worth owning? Or we're talking about all these waiver well, wire guys now. He's 36% owned. That's lower than the threshold of standard mixed league. So, yeah, and, I, and I'm with him. He's not, he's not worth owning because there are so many other guys like you were about to say before I cut you off. Um, Thanks, Scott. Yeah, Scott. <laughs> I've been cutting you off all day. Don't worry. Yeah, it, it, he's just another guy. You, you want to keep track of him all season because you know the upside is there. But right now, there, there's much bigger priorities, I feel like, on the waiver wire than Drew Pomerantz. So the injuries, news, and notes is, is a long section today, and we don't like that. But there's a lot to talk about, including Adrian Beltre and his hamstring injury. How... So he says he's likely to miss the Yankees series, which begins today, which begins Monday. And we have a doubleheader today, so get your lineup set early. Um, now, a hamstring injury put Beltre on the DL last year. How concerned are you? He's kind of downplaying it, but I think you've got to be a little bit concerned if you're a Beltre owner. And then, are you interested in Alberto Gonzalez, who has been filling in? No. Okay. Well, I really thought immediately when I heard the Adrian Beltre thing, I'm like, oh, Michael Young to third. Uh, you know, Mitch Moreland to uh, outfield, Nelson Cruz to DH. They got a lot of moving parts, but I thought the move would be Michael Young to third, freeing up that DH spot for a, for a bigger bat, giving Moreland and uh, David Murphy total full-time at-bats. I, I I really didn't see this this coming. And uh, I mean, Gonzalez... How many games has it been? It's only been two, I think. Gonzalez spiked Elvis Andres yesterday. Um, By accident. His own teammate. He stepped on That's him. not going to help his cause. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> Why would you just put Michael Young at third? Yeah, that, I mean, that definitely could happen. I, Moreland and Murphy could definitely see their value go up. But but the question is, is Cruz going to go on the DL? Or Beltre. Beltre. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Beltre. I, I'd bench Cruz him for this week. Not, Cruz yeah. <laughs> He'll get there. I, but, I'd uh, bench him for this week regardless. Yeah. Just because, I mean, he's going to miss at least two games, maybe three, at, at the least. Yeah. yeah, I think he's out for the whole first series. So that's that makes him a bench, a sit. 
okay. mixed leagues. All right, we'll keep an eye on it. Cliff Lee is on the DL. They're hoping it's only a couple of starts that he misses with a left oblique strain. Who replaces Cliff Lee? Kyle Kendrick, who really wasn't terrible last year. Uh, again, we're talking a low ceiling guy, another one of those Bronson Arroyo <laughs> types. But um, but I, he could be uh, he could be a, a useful a short term addition in NL only leagues. It doesn't seem like Lee's going to miss much time, but then again, he's talking like, "Oh, I've never really dealt with this before. I don't know what I'm getting into," and uh, so that makes him. Uh, that that makes it enough that I'd go for Kyle Kendrick in an NL only league. All right, Kendrick or Pomeranz? Pomeranz still. Okay. Uh, Daniel Hudson on the DL with a right shoulder impingement. Impingement. I'm not quite sure what that is. <laughs> what is his repla- What is his time frame and his replacement? I'm not sure we know the time frame yet. Uh, the, just because it's an impingement. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you got a uh, Sergio Santos who's got right shoulder inflammation who's going to see Dr. Lewis Yoakum. I mean, at least with that, you know that's that's going to snowball into something a little more serious. But I uh, do you I'm know sure. that? Do you know that, Nando? I know he's going to see Dr. Lewis Yoakum. I know yeah, that. Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that much I know. But I, I you know, I, I have his itinerary. Yeah. It's not. The, it's not the death sentence yet. So I don't want to. I don't want to step too far on Santos, but. Yes, he is seeing Dr. Yoakum. Um, but I, I don't think this is going to be Trevor Bauer time just yet. That's the question. Not going to be Bauer time? It was erroneously reported last night. I think they're called a Brewer. They brought Brewer or something like that right. with a very similar name up to, up to AAA. Yeah. They're, and everyone thought it was Bauer. They're thinking Wade Miley in the rotation for now. Eh, I don't, I'm not too excited about that. No, I'm not either. But <laughs> well, I would have been excited thinking. about Bauer. <laughs> I would have too. I, I think it's... Because they talked about Bauer maybe winning a rotation spot out of spring training. I, I think if this becomes a longer-term thing for Hudson, <clears throat> then they'll start talking Bauer. I, and, you know, may, it might be an arbitration thing they're thinking, too. Yeah. So uh, I, I think this does open the door that we see Bauer sooner. Um, but the bottom line is either way, I think Bauer's a full-time starter come the All-Star break. The Yankees are shutting Michael Pineda down. Ooh, I don't like that, Nando. No, that's not good. Is he droppable? I don't think he's. Well, if, I mean, if you're in one of those no DL kind of leagues, then it's going to be a while. Yeah, at some point you've got to you've got to draw that line between the stashing and the. This is ridiculous. This is going to be Johan Santana version 2.0 from last year, maybe. And Freddie Garcia got lit up. Phil Hughes has been bad. <laughs> what do you make of the Yankees' rotation now? Because now it's not two guys who are ready to come back. It's just Pettit. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I guess I, I'm hoping Hughes will write himself, and I, I, I guess he'd be a buy low, a very, very low in deeper leagues right now. But w- what else are they going to do? You would think he would stay over Garcia, though. Since they've both been terrible, I'd think so. But Hughes has he's got experience in the bullpen. I don't know if Joe Girardi would value that. Yeah. Although I don't know where he'd fit into the bullpen right now right. because they've got Soriano and uh, and Robertson. Yeah, I mean Garcia could be a long <laughs> reliever and. But they got David Phelps. If Garcia was doing <laughs> Your well, boy. I like be... Phelps. I'm telling you, that guy could be a better starter than Phil Hughes right now. <laughs> I, he could. Maybe. He's, he's looked good so far. <laughs> uh, all right, Chris Narvison has a torn rotator cuff, could miss the rest of the season. Marco Estrada pitched well in his place against Colorado Saturday. Who's interested in Marco Estrada? I think you know only owners should be, but he had like nine Ks in that game, and that's not the kind of pitcher Marco Estrada is. So I would consider him another low ceiling guy. And and actually, the Brewers have a good number of 
hard-throwing pitching prospects in the upper, upper levels of the minors. Tyler Thornburg is throwing great now. I, I think because this looks like a season-ending thing for uh, Narvison, that provided the Brewers stay in the race, they're going to turn to one of those higher upside guys over Estrada eventually, I think. Ryan Dempster is on the DL. How long and who replaces him? I basically I just have the same question for the <laughs> every pitcher. Randy Wells. <laughs> Randy Wells is going to replace him. Uh, I'm not sure how long he's going to be out for, though. I, I don't know. This is kind of vague, wasn't it? I mean, I know he's on for 15, but yeah, they, I, don't know I, if I think they acted in. like it was just a short-term thing. I'm glad I didn't do the Dempster Santana deal that I talked about in week one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, dice game Matsuzaka. Could he be back in the Red Sox rotation at some point? He is making his rehab assignment now, starting his rehab assignment. He has to. Yeah, they could use him. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean like <laughs> by by, about... by law, like he once you start the rehab assignment, you only have a certain amount of days until oh, you have to be activated. Right, but they don't have to. They don't have to put him in the. Well, that's rotation. true. They can keep him down in AAA, or. Oh, you mean in the rotation and, back yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Try and put him in the bullpen. I mean, maybe he's got closer stuff. Uh, you know, let's talk about the Red Sox <laughs> rotation right now because you got Bard, who's going to the bullpen while he has one start skipped, which was supposed to be last night, but it got rained out. You've got their bullpen, which has been just terrible. I just don't understand how Bard doesn't become the closer at some point, right? Does any Does anybody else feel that way? You don't feel that way? I think Bard's too valuable as a starter for them. Bard is so Aceves cannot be there. Annoying. Do you, you, you hear what they're doing with with Bard because of the rainout last night? Right. They're making him a close. Uh, they're, they're making him the eighth inning guy <laughs> until for like his, a week until his next start right. Friday, which is just it doesn't yeah. make any sense on any level. They I didn't want to skip Beckett's and Lester's. They didn't want to make him pitch on six days rest instead of four. I understand that, but they have to get their bullpen solved here. They do. And with Matsuzaka coming back, maybe that's another arm that could go in their rotation. In a month and a half, who is the closer for the Boston Red Sox? Alfredo Seves. I agree it's a Seves, but I think <laughs> Bard is going to end up back in the bullpen. I just remember Bard at the end of last year, and I only know this because all my friends are Red Sox fans. They turn on people so fast. But Bard at the end of last year was wholly ineffective at the end of games Yeah, in front of Papelbon. That's without any of the pressure of the save. That's true. I don't think they have any great options Well, didn't he there? pitch like 90 innings or something? He did pitch he, a lot. He got, a, he got the Kimbrel venters <laughs> syndrome there. That's, just, you know, that might be the reason both those teams collapsed. Everybody wants to blame chicken and beer, but, you know, relievers blowing up in September. Yeah. That you no, counted on all year. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so would you drop Bard for Umber? No. Bard's too valuable, I think, as a starter. I, I think I might drop Bard for Umber. He hasn't had a he hasn't had a good uh, he's had an oh, okay he had that start. One. He had that one. But then great. he walked seven yeah, guys walked even seven in a good guys. start. I mean it, it wasn't I don't consider that good. Your okay. whip's over two. But he, but he, uh, I think he only gave up two hits, right? Or no, <laughs> I'm I'm confusing him with Darvish. Look, that was a weird day. Marathon Monday is always a weird day. <laughs> it really is. Look at Ricky Romero got n- destroyed by them last year. And it's an 11 a.m. game. I mean, you're, you're out of sorts. It's hard to hit in Fenway during the day. We know that now. Marlon Bird to the Red Sox for pitcher Michael Bowden. Anybody picking up Marlon Bird? No. Nah. These values pretty much the same, I think. Outside, so not outside of AL only leagues. Sergio Santos on the DL with shoulder inflammation. Where is he going? Dr. Lewis Yoakum. <laughs> yes, he is. Why is that such a funny thing? <laughs> no, I'm providing just, valuable information. No, it is very important. He's like uh, the other Dr. James Andrews. Uh, Francisco Cordero will replace him. I think uh, Cordero is probably on that most added list, I would imagine, or probably should be, right? Oh, yeah. I think he will. 
Yeah. You, you're guaranteed at least a week of saves. At least a week of saves. At most. Who knows? That's right. A long time. That's right. Uh, do you think he could be? Uh, I'm not. I'm not that excited about Cordero because he was one of these guys this off season when you didn't have a job. You know, there were so many people everyone was rooting for to sign and become a closer. Ryan Madsen, come on, become a closer. K. Rod, don't sign back with the Brewers. When Francisco Cordero signed to be a setup man, I was just like. Yeah. All right, good. Don't have to worry about that 1-4 whip anymore. He, it just yeah. didn't seem like he had the closer. He, he he was losing the closer stuff at this stage of his career. So I, I don't know that he's really going to be, you know, anybody getting saves is worthwhile in some leagues, but I don't know that he's going to be the impact pickup that maybe, uh, uh, like, uh, I don't know. Having trouble thinking of an example, like like a Henry Rodriguez, if he ends up sticking around as that as the Nationals closer, could be. By the way, are 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 we now on the Henry Rodriguez over Brad Lidge wagon? I'm not yet. Not yet. Lidge had vertigo. Okay. He's battling vertigo. uh, It's it's you know I'm still not all in on Rodriguez, but it's like maybe 65 35 in Rodriguez's favor right now. I feel like. Fair enough. All right, Nick Blackburn will be back in the Twins rotation this week. He'll start Tuesday. Ryan Zimmerman has a shoulder injury. He expects to play this week. And let's move on to the free agents. These are guys, uh, you know, this is for people in deeper leagues mostly, or if you're trying to fill out maybe like a corner infield or a utility spot or something like that. Guys that are owning 35% of leagues or less, except for the closers. So we'll go position by position. I'll give you three names at each position. You tell me who you like, who you'd pick up if uh, you saw these three options out there. First base, Todd Helton, Juan Rivera, Kila Kayahue, who I'm somewhat intrigued with right now. Because of his name? He's playing well. He's playing well. There's Derek Barton, though, screwing everything up. Yeah, not playing enough. That's the problem. Coming up the works. And that's why he's only on the 2% of leagues. But Helton, Rivera, Kayahue. Uh, I guess Helton. I actually did pick him up in a a 15-team mixed league. To play corner infield for me. It's a weird number of um, teams. <laughs> it is a weird. That's what how mixed wars is too. You that can wars? you can do that in roto. Can't do it so much in head to head. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, three homers already, which you know, had a good spring. Whatever. He's he's gonna do what he always does. Twelve homers, close to three hundred, and that's okay. <laughs> so we'll take health in there. Second base: Darwin Barney, Mark Ellis, Meiser Asturis. Uh, that's. This is like the A's are special right here. I think I'll go with Darwin <laughs> Barney. I think I, I I just I guess Ellis is gonna I don't know. Darwin Barney. Begrudgingly. Third base, Jack Hanahan, Juan Francisco, Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson got off to a pretty good start with Houston and remember a couple years ago he was like he was like the hot find off the waiver wire yeah. for a while and, and last year he was kind of a sleeper coming into the year, completely ended up being terrible but um you know of these three he's the one getting every day at bats so that's reason enough to take him i think over francisco and hanahan well hanahan's bad like 350 right now too really it's like, yeah. a, it's like 100 points over yeah, his he uh, is batting out of his mind uh, he's gonna come crash already soon enough yeah but he's not like hitting for power just yeah and then they got lonnie chisenhall they're gonna replace him and he's doing really well in triple a right now he is yeah chisenhall Shortstop, Unieski Betancourt, Ruben Tejada, Brendan Ryan. I like Betancourt. I like the fact that he went back to Kansas City. Maybe that speaks to 
put Betancourt with Carlos Pena. Maybe maybe they're just comfortable back where they back where they belong. Okay, okay. These are all like desperation options. I, I just want to throw that out there. Well, not really. I mean, uh, pretty. Well, but, yeah, pretty, right, but, but this, pretty is, much this is how I got the list, option. though. This is how okay. I got the list. All right, we're in a 12-team Roto League, uh-huh. and I looked at our free agents, and right. I picked three of the best remaining. Not necessarily the three best remaining, but three of the best options. These are realistic options in our standard 12-team Roto League. Well, with the deep benches. That, yeah, that's oh, that's with, true. That's one with seven-man benches, so 30-man rosters. It, it's still it, it's on the deeper end, I'd say. Is it? Yeah, but no, I mean it, that doesn't change the fact that they're desperation options. You know, if if there was somebody on the waiver wire who you really, you know, all these guys, you're not getting them because oh they have so much upside. I think they're going to break out. You're getting them because yeah, that's the best there is. I'll, I'll make right. do, oh, yeah. I'll make do oh, with yeah. Todd Helton, like like I'm doing in one league. But you know, as soon as somebody better pops out, I'm. You know, goodbye, Helton. <laughs> All right, well, how about the outfielders? Gerardo Parra, Carlos Gomez, Kirk Neuenheis. I'll go 1,000% Carlos Gomez. I'm picking him up in all my really? leagues, right? Yeah. Okay. I know he only had eight at-bats last week. One, Dude, yeah, over these two guys, yeah. Carlos Gomez has four steals in the last four games, maybe. Maybe his last five games. Something like that. He's hitting for average. I know that Nigel Moore gets back like 150. Well, they also got 119, Aoka. I think. Okay. Actually, 119. I take that back. Aoki. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And he played, uh, I think it was Saturday. Had a good game. It's like a three-man rotation. I mean, I, I understand how in, in Roto Leagues, I mean, a guy who gives you steals, even if he's not getting at-bats, he's might be worthwhile just because the steals are there. But I, I'm still not convinced Carlos Gomez is going to play enough. You think Gerardo Parra or Kirk Neuenheis is? Uh, right now, yeah. I think I might ride with them right now and then hope somebody better comes through later. I would go with uh, probably Neuenheis. Yeah, Parra just hit a grand slam against the Braves yesterday, so I had a feeling he was Scott. It was going to leave a bad taste in Scott's mouth. <laughs> 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 He's going to hold that against him. Yeah. Well. All right. Uh, three starting pitchers here: Jake Westbrook, Joe Saunders, Jeremy Guthrie. Westbrook's been great, great spring, great start to the season. I don't care that he doesn't get a lot of strikeouts. They do, you know. There's something to be said for a pitcher who, in roto leagues, I'm speaking now. Um, obviously, he's good in standard, but in roto, you, sometimes you trade those strikeouts for a guy who's just going to anchor your rotation and keep all the whipping ERAs down. <laughs> he's not going to keep your – what's his career whip? It's like 1-4, He's it? pitching well right now, man. If you can argue that Kyle Lose, maybe something's going on. I mean, every time St. Louis pitchers do well, you know who to point to. So I just think that, you know, hey. they're responding. These are kind of desperation <laughs> options. <laughs> hey, you know what, St. Louis is – we're forgetting. St. Louis is like the Yankees now. It's like, oh, you should get – I know he's going to have a lot of wins. He's on the Yankees, blah, blah, blah. St. Louis is doing that right now. They're, they got a Yankees run-producing style offense. Yeah, I don't know. But they're not Texas. That's true. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, relievers. Henry, Rod- I, Henry Rodriguez, Brad Lidge, Matt Caps. This one was kind of harder. There aren't that many relievers out there who are getting <laughs> saves. <laughs> uh, we'll go with Henry Rodriguez, right? No, or, I might, or go, Caps. I might no, go, go with Caps. Caps. I might yeah, go Caps. with Caps. Because he's the closer. So, yeah, Caps. If one of those two guys emerges in, in Washington, would you take them over Caps? Yes. Right. All right. Um, let's read some emails, and then we'll get out of here. First email comes from Kevin in Boston. Right now, I am sitting in last in my league, last in all the standard hitting categories except steals. 
I made this trade. I gave up Reyes, Matt Holliday, and Ike Davis for Kinsler, Longoria, and Moustakas. Gave up Reyes, Holliday, and Ike Davis for Kinsler, Longoria, and Mike Moustakas. Good move? Mm, um, I don't mind that. No. No, I think I don't think that's a good move. I think uh I think first of all Kinsler and Longoria are better than Reyes and Holiday. And they're also but he got them. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, I, I read that twice and I always have trouble with that. <laughs> right, I would do it again. Yeah. Do it again. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Gave up Reyes, Holiday, and Ike Davis. He got Kinsler, Longoria, and Mustakas. Good move. All right. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> Mike in Detroit. Fantasy baseball is two and a half men. Please rank these starting pitchers for the rest of the season. Anibal Sanchez, Matt Harrison, Brandon Beachy. I will rank them Sanchez, Beachy, Harrison. Yeah, I got and the same. Harrison's a distant third. And is there a possibility that any of these starters could have an innings limit? No, maybe, I don't maybe think Maybe so. Beachy, if anyone. Well, I was a little worried about Beachy because he pitched like 140 innings last year and only went in the seventh, only pitched beyond six, I think, twice all year. But already this year he's gone seven or more twice, and I just feel like that that just seems to be a non-issue in the early going. And uh, let's go with Reese from Chicago. Ten-team head-to-head standard mixed league. I traded Mark Teixeira. Hector, all right, let's pay attention now. Make sure we know who's going to, to which team. <laughs> I traded Mark Teixeira, Hector Santiago, and Irvin Santana. In return, I got Paul Canerco, Howie Kendrick, and Howie Kendrick and Hunter Pence. Good or bad? Gave up Teixeira, Hector Santiago, and Irvin Santana, and got Canerco, Kendrick, and Hunter Pence. And he already has three closers. So uh, I guess he didn't need Santiago. Yeah, it's not a it's not a bad deal. In, in fact, I think if if you were just to give every player a numeric score, it it would probably the side you got Canerco, Kendrick, and Pence would weigh more in your favor. But I I feel like Teixeira is the best player, and he's an, he's enough better than both Canerco and Pence, who you know Al and I are down on. That I would rather have that side of the deal, uh, mostly just for him. Although San- Santiago and Santana obviously useful too. I don't know. I, I kind of I'm with you on Teixeira is by far the best player in this deal, but uh, we don't know what Santiago can actually do as a closer yet, which is kind of I'm just a little worried about that. We know nothing about the guy, um, and Irvin Santana he tends to get a little wild, up and down, so. I'm going to say it's a pretty good trade. They should be emailing us before they make these trades, though. <laughs> like, hey, I'm about to make this trade. Should I do it? <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> no. Hey, guys. What are you going to do about it now, buddy? <laughs> yeah. Sure. They just, they just want reassurance. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. That's what we're here But then what if we say we hate it? Uh, Last open. email comes from Sweden. It's Peter in Sweden. Ten team head-to-head, six-by-six categories. Uh, I've got five closers on my roster. Can you rank these closers for the rest of the season? Walden, Hanrahan. Caps, Balfour, Santiago. Walden, Hanrahan, Caps, Balfour, Santiago. I'm going to go Walden, Balfour, Hanrahan, Caps, Santiago. I'm going to flip-flop Santiago and Caps at the end there. So for you, it's Walden, Balfour, Hanrahan, Santiago, Caps. Yeah. No love for Hanrahan. Third? It's third. Well, it's just because the Pirates are... 
Not good. Some of the A's. Well, the A's are, but the A's, the Angels stink. The A's right are now. so <laughs> low scoring and have so much pitching depth that I feel like Balfour is going to get his. I'm more concerned about whatever injury Hammerhan had possibly popping back up. That's my only concern. We're back tomorrow with another show. We'll tell you about the most added and most dropped. We'll review Monday's action, and we'll take your emails at fantasybaseball at cbsinteractive.com. Put podcasts in the subject line. Thanks a lot, everybody. We'll talk to you soon.